Welcome to Divine Downloads. This is the show where we teach you how to bring the vision for your life into your reality. And I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak. Thanks for tuning in. And before we dive into this week's juicy episode, all about how you can connect and channel your spirit team, I want to remind you that we have the free three-day virtual masterclass, Fall of Abundance, coming up in October, and it is all about the practical magic of how you can call in more abundance and more career opportunities into your life this fall. So if that sounds aligned with where your energy is right now, check out the link below and sign up. It's totally free. Um, now let's get to Francis. Francis is such a gem of a human. I am so, you'll hear on the episode how we got connected, but Francis is a Reiki master. She's a tarot reader. She has her own gorgeous tarot deck. If you've ever seen me pull tarot cards that are beautiful, um, white and gold, um, that's her deck, the Four Noble Healing Tarot deck. And, um, and she is just well, I'm just gonna I'm just going to let you experience her for yourself because there is no better person that I could think to bring on to talk to you about connecting with your spirit team and your guides, channeling them and receiving these messages that I know so many of you want to tap into. And one of the things me and Francis really align on is the fact that any one of us can do this. This is a muscle that we can flex. This is a different frequency that we can tap into. And so you should never feel like you have to go outside of you to have someone else channel a message for you. Sometimes that can be super fun and really helpful along our path, but we want to remind you that you can start building that relationship now. So get excited for this episode. Francis has also done a beautiful thing for all of you listeners and offered 10% off her tarot deck and any of her online courses with code Cassandra. So I'll put that below if you want to grab her gorgeous tarot deck, which also comes with an intro to tarot course. So if you've been wanting to dive into that, take advantage of that code Cassandra, um, as well as all of her other online courses. So without further ado, let's hit it. Well, I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast, Francis. Um, and I'm so excited to just share your magic and your wisdom with all my listeners and a little uh, backstory on how I met Francis. I have to give a, a shout out to one of my clients, Graciela, who gifted me, it was so sweet, gifted me a session with you. And I was like, okay, like, this is so sweet. Let me, and she was like, trust me, Francis is the real deal. You're going to really love her. <laughs> and she was not wrong. I was so um, impressed when we had a Reiki distance session. This was like during COVID. And um, you actually were channeling my guides and um just to give everyone a little context, when you do a session with Frances, uh, she records while she's doing it. So she's kind of like talking you through the process, like what she's doing, where crystals are going on each chakra and what your guides are letting her know as you go through. So it literally just blew, it blew my mind because it was something that 
I feel like I hadn't very few people I feel like have been able to connect so deeply, I think to my field and my guides and, and do that. And that's why I really wanted to, I wanted to bring you on because I know that there's so much we could talk about, but I know a lot of the people in my community. Oh, there you go. There's me in like a random alarm. Sorry guys. Um, a lot of the people in my community are wanting to connect to their spirit guides. And when they hear people like us saying, well, I feel like my guide directed me to do that, or I got this from my guide, right? They're like, what in the world? (laughs) So one, I want to talk about when did you start connecting with your guides? What did that look like? And then hopefully we can move into as we go a little bit more for how other people can kind of start that process of tapping in. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here and connecting with your community. Um, And yeah, talking about guides, spiritual teams, spirit guides, universe. I mean, I tend to kind of use a lot of those words interchangeably. Um, but yeah, it sounds honestly crazy. Like when I talk about this, you know, in, in my, I I don't want to say real life, but in my non-work space, people are like, "Mm -hmm, okay, Francis, like, Sure. You know, it sounds insane, but those of us who have either received from someone who has connected for you or you've connected yourself, it is just undeniable that this is real. Now, is it tangible? Sometimes yes, right? Like sometimes we feel it in our body, sometimes we feel it in our head or we'll hear something or see something in our mind's eye. Um, But it oftentimes is like so quiet. And I think that's the first thing that I always let people know when connecting with your spiritual team is sometimes we do get these huge, like aha moment downloads, like my whole body is vibrating or I got the chills or something happens. But most of the time it's actually like very, very quiet. And it can feel just like a thought or it can feel just like a normal feeling that we have. So I think that that is something that I always like to make very clear is that if you're not having these huge life-changing moments, you're still connecting. Like you're still receiving. It's just now the very difficult task of navigating, is this my brain or is this a download? Which is the question that I get a gazillion times a day and that I still have to ask myself all the time and now I'm like okay check in is this my brain or is this a download or is it both or is this a fear or is this a feeling i.e am I scared of this or is this an intuitive hit coming through and my team trying to tell me like hey Francis don't xyz so I think that's where the tricky part comes in is like the navigation of what you are receiving. It's not a question of if you are receiving. It's a question of how to receive. And everyone is a channel. That's in my belief. Like I believe that we are innately born channels to spirit, channels to universe. Because if you look at nature, it's all interconnected and we're just a part of that. Same with, I mean, nature, earth is a microcosm of the universe, the multiverse, the infinite, infinite. And if that's all connected and communicate with each other, we can do that too. It's just, we have forgotten how to do that because of honestly, like society told us that we were witches and needed to be burned at the stake. And that's just not true. It's an innate part of who we are, who we are as a being, just like the bees know who the queen is, just like the whales, you know, use echolocation. Like we are 
innately designed to be connected to everything around us, which includes spirit. So that was super long-winded. I don't even think I asked any of your questions, but I think that is like the main thing that I always want to share with people very, very first up because you, you can do this. You are a channel. You can connect. And like the main reason that I see people not connecting and not receiving is because they think they can't. And it's always so heartbreaking to me because I'm like, no, you can do this. It's just a matter of getting out of your own way. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, yeah, it's not. And there are, I think, also certain people in the space maybe that have tried to co-opt that narrative a little bit to make themselves feel more special. And it's like, okay, we're all special. None of us are special. (laughs) but we all have the ability. And uh, one of the women um, who I'm close with, who's a medium, you know, she always says that too. It's like, she just, she's like, I've just fine tuned this muscle a little bit more than other people. So for me, I can, it's not that I'm tapping into something that anybody else doesn't have access to. It's just that like, I've really like practiced so I can like, hear and interpret and like, you know, a little bit more than someone that's like an untrained mind. Now, do you remember the first time or when you kind of like had that first impetus to either be like, I want to connect with my guides or maybe just heard something and was like, "Hmm, that's not me. Yes. So the first time that I was even introduced to guides was actually in my first Reiki training, my Reiki one training where I received like my Reiki energy and the teacher was talking about guides. And I was like, what the do, am I missing something? Like, what's a guide? Like, is someone going to appear to me? Like, I didn't know what she was talking about, but I felt silly now in retrospect. I'm like, you should have just asked, but I felt silly asking because I thought that I was supposed to know. And I remember during that training, receiving nothing or so I thought I received everything. But in the, in the moment, again, I was expecting this huge, like, aha moment. I'm going to see someone, something's going to happen. None of that happened. I received the Reiki. I felt amazing. My body felt great. My mind felt clear. My energy felt so beautiful, but I didn't like see a guide. I didn't see a person. And so from there I was like, okay, am I doing something wrong? Like, what is this? And I actually, when I, so, okay, how do I say this? Well, I could talk to you and, and your community about this without sounding crazy because my guides came to me through a very roundabout way because they know me and all of your guides to everyone listening, they know you. So they're going to come to you the way that you need to receive them. So for me, believe it or not, now I'm like, Francis, this is ridiculous. I believed more in like extraterrestrial slash starseed energy than I did guides. So I worked more with connecting to Pleiades and then from there connected back to archangels, guides on my spiritual team. And actually when my grandmother passed, that's when I really was like, she is here. Like she's not gone. She's here. I need to dive deeper into this. So I guess, um, you know, a question might be like, how did you connect with Pleiades? That I don't actually remember. Um, I don't know if you remember the beginning of your spiritual journey, but a lot of it's really fuzzy because for me, like 
when it was happening, I didn't know what was happening. Now I can go back and be like, oh yeah, okay, this was this and this was this. But like, I don't remember a lot of the nitty gritty. I do remember though with Pleiades, one day I was meditating, trying to meditate again, mind you, for those of you who are anywhere in your journey, but especially in the beginning, like when you start, you're like, hey, I'm going to sit down and try this thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. So I sat down and I was just seeing like tons of blues and greens. And I felt like someone was talking to me. Like, I was like, what is this voice in my head? Like, am I going crazy? And it was this being, um, or what I thought was me going crazy, a voice in my head, um, telling me like, just random stuff like, hey, you need to relax or you need to breathe or hey, you should try like drink water only out of glass because you're drinking from a metal cup and like it's hurting your body. And I was like, what, what is happening? Like, where is this coming from? Like, I literally was like, okay, I guess I'll try. And I just remember seeing blues and greens, blues and greens, blues and greens, lots of like a little bit of whites and purples like mixed into that. And then I started doing research on star seeds because that interests me, interested me. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Pleiadian energy. And the second that I identified that, I was so scared. I was like, okay, let's see if I can like try to connect. And in my next time meditating, opened up and was like, um, okay, hello, like Pleiades, anyone there? Like, is anyone, anything there? And it was super like, I didn't know what I was doing. And then that connection started. And then when I was able to hear them, that's when I was like, okay, this is me connecting with one piece of the universe. Spirit is infinite, is universal, is all is is wider than that. Let's see, slash, you are safe now to open. Cause that's the other piece that a lot of people experience. I grew up without going into the whole backstory. I went into I went to a very religious school from preschool to 8th grade. So for me, channeling, even opening during meditation was terrifying because I thought I'm going to get possessed or something bad is going to come get me or whatever else. And I think when I had that Pleiadian experience and then my grandmother passing and still feeling her and then Reiki feeling really safe because Reiki can only be pure and good. It was almost this armor of light that when I activated my Reiki, I could open and receive and know that I was going to be safe and only good stuff could come. And from there, that is when I really started connecting with what I now know as my spiritual team. But one last piece of that. Everyone wants to know who is on your spiritual team. Like who is on my spiritual team? Some of you may know, and some of us will never know exactly who. Like, I kind of know. I remember I had these two goddesses in the beginning. Oh, gosh. I could tell so many stories, Kath. You know, I'm sure you have. I love it. I have a million stories. If you want to hear about the goddesses, we can chat about that. But um, I remember those were some of the first guides I connected with. And they were very visceral, I think, but it was because I was putting form to the energy I was feeling. Um, and I think the need to know exactly who is on your spiritual team is a very human need. If we can surrender the need to know and the need to put form and the need to know a name and just know we have this spirit army, spirit team, whatever you want to call them, 
that is like with us for us all the time and it is conclusive it includes angels and past loved ones and animals and earth energy and universal energy and starseed energy and all the things if we can just surrender to and trust that it's so much easier to begin working with them instead of needing to fulfill that human desire of like knowing exactly who's on it if a guide wants to make themselves known to you or an angel wants to make themselves known to you they will for sure you'll hear repeating names you'll see them in your mind's eye um something will happen where you will know so i think surrender the need to know again we just went on a whole tangent so you read my mind though because it's like the first thing people ask me too like is how do i know who exactly is on it and all that stuff and you know, I also have a feeling that I feel like at different, in different seasons of our life, like different people yes. join the squad and then people are like, okay, like you're good on my energy. I'm going to go do this, like new guys on the squad. So <laughs> I remember those two goddesses, literally they were like separate entities. They were like working one on this side and one on this side. And then they like joined forces one day. I was like, yes, this is amazing. They're working together with me. And then one day they left. And I literally remember them in my mind. I was meditating, watching them walk off into the sunset on this beautiful beach. I was like, can I come? Like, what do you like? Wh what's happening? I didn't want to let them go. And they were like, we need to. And actually, Pleiadian energy, that was one of my, I call it my Pleiadian graduation that I've, I've since come back. But I remember one day hearing from Pleiades, who, whoever, whomever, whatever I was working with there, we're done with you. And I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Like, I, what? And it was because they needed me to stop communicating with the being of more of that visceral other person, if we're going to call them that, and shift higher now into spirit. Mm. And, and now it's all come back around where everyone is accessible because the same as your medium friend who has fine-tuned that's what happens when we keep working with this. So it's a little bit easier to, it's like radio. We can dial into this channel or we can dial into this channel or this channel. But I totally agree that people or beings or energies come forward when we need them and then take a step back when their work is done and they never leave us, but they just kind of, yeah, move to the back of the group. And then when they're needed, they take a step forward. And I think it's so beautiful too, like, they know what we need more than we know what we need. And again, that comes with the surrender of, you know, we all know don't micromanage the universe. Same yeah, Right. <laughs> Easier said than done. But. Easier said than done. But yeah, I had similar experience. I think the first time I ever heard a voice that was not mine, I guess you would say, was when I was like um, going through a dark night of the soul. And I was just like in the shower, like crying, like child's pose, just like, you know, making all my rants, you know, to the God and the universe and stuff. And I just kind of completely exhausted myself. And so I was just kind of like, mm -hmm, you know, like doing my little like moans or whatever at the bottom of the thing. And I just heard like in my head, this voice that was just like, was like, just go to sleep. You'll know tomorrow. Right. And it was like nothing, like you said, it's not like the heavens parted or there was any like fanfare there. It was like a very gentle voice. But in that moment, just because I, of the state I was in, it was so juxtaposed, kind of like my energy. It was this like really just like loving, sweet, like energy. And I just remember in that moment feeling like, 
utter like kind of peace just going through my body. And again, not like a not like an extra, like a magical piece, but like from being in a a place of, you know, anxiety and upset or not, it was literally like somebody put a warm blanket all around me, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'll go to bed and (laughs) we'll figure it out tomorrow. And then the next day when I woke up, the first thing I heard in my head when I woke up was meditate. And I went on YouTube and was like, okay, what are we doing? And, um, and that was kind of how like it just began. And so I, in that moment, like didn't, I, you know, I was like, maybe it's God, maybe it's the universe. Like, I don't know who it is, but whatever that maybe it's just my intuition or my inner self, whatever, but I've got nothing. So I'm going to roll with it. So I was in like a super surrendered place with it. And similar to what you were saying, I remember for me, um, like when I heard about something and then I looked it up, those were like such portals for me. Like I was in some, uh, I think it was either in a Kundalini yoga class or I just talked to like um, another like spiritual mentor person and they had just it told me about the Akashic Records for like the first time ever. I'd never thought about the Akashic Records before. And I was kind of similar to what you were doing in your Reiki class. You were just like, uh, you know, just going along with it. I'm like, I'm just going to pretend that I like have ever heard of this before. And then like, as soon as I got home, I was like, let me Google this shit. (laughs) What is this? And then I swear to God, I was like, I, I Googled it. I remember like coming up to some website and I was out. And then I was just like out in the records, like went to some past life flashback, felt my guides, but didn't know what they were really just that it felt like I was safe and like held. Um, And then came back and was like, oh man, like (laughs) I just started. What? What did I just start? I literally remember I was living in New York at the time and like going on a walk and being like, there's no going back past like you could be full on psycho now like like you're about to open into a very magical portal and this could go one of two ways (laughs) totally yeah it's so wild how that happens and I always do I I agree I'm so glad you experienced that as well like okay how do I want to say this without sounding absolutely ridiculous um we have to remember we're human, which sounds so stupid when you say it like that. But like, we are, I don't want to say ruled, we are operating from brain. And we are conditioned to operate from brain. That's what I believe, love the government, hate the government, more so leaning towards the latter, but they want us to be in our little boxes, right? Like, I believe that there is so much. I mean, gosh, this is a whole nother conversation, but if you've ever looked up the Integratron in Joshua Tree, it is, a, we'll just call it a dome that this man built per instruction from aliens. That is a story. And one day he mysteriously died and all of his things were confiscated by the FBI. So just saying that, like, I think that they know that if we start to wake up, which is what we're seeing. 2020 was a huge revelation for so many people, but we've been seeing this for so long. Um, When we are able to wake up to intuition, 
that is where this magic happens. However, we're not conditioned to trust our intuition. So that's when the research can give such um, confirmation to what we're feeling. I had a similar experience when you heard meditate. I had a similar experience like that with um, a being from Andromeda, which is our sister galaxy, the Milky Way. And I literally was sitting on the couch and watching the uh, Neil, what's his name? Neil. Oh yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes, thank you. Um, Cosmos. And I was learning about Andromeda. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. I didn't know we had a sister galaxy. And all of a sudden, meditate. Like to the point where I literally looked to make sure no one was sitting next to me. It sounded so loud. Meditated. We're cutting out huge pieces of the story here, but for sake of time, connected with Andromeda. But I didn't know what was happening at that time. I didn't put the pieces together. I just heard this voice. I was like, okay, let's meditate. Let's see. Had a full-on conversation with this being, which was incredible. I, I have it written down. And I remember she was she, if we can call her a she, but it was a feminine energy. She was, she kept asking me about my heart, like my physical human heart. And she was like, oh my God, it's so cute. Like, what does it do? And I had to explain to her like pumping blood and it keeps us alive. And then like, we had this full conversation about time and like existence. It was the craziest, most beautiful conversation. Afterwards, I had no idea what just happened. I was like, girl, like you need to check yourself in somewhere. This is like, something is going on. And I ended up probably like two months later, researching just out of curiosity one day, like all different types of star seeds. And then I saw Andromeda. I was like, what? And the first thing is heart-centered beings. And I was like, oh my God, that's how I connected with this amazing. And I remember I was seeing like pinks, very pink. And I was like, that's who I just have chills right now. Like the, again, confirmation, we can talk about how to receive from your team, but it's like, when you have the knowledge in the brain to confirm what you are receiving through the channel, through the third eye, through the energy, however you want to call it, that's where a lot of us, especially us overthinkers, us planners, and us clear cognizant people who receive energy through the mind, we need that to start to build the trust. And then as the trust is built, you don't need that research confirmation as much anymore. Um, so for anyone just starting out, I really encourage you to like, if you're interested or curious in something, learn about it because it's going to open those gateways for you to then be able to access it. Just like with you and your Akashic Records. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, you're also guided by those interests, right? Like if you're, I had a similar experience where I felt like one of my earlier connections was the Pleiades, right? That was something that I was really, I felt really connected to. I think I somehow found like uh, the bringing of the dawn. Is that the name of the book? You know, right? It's a channel like Pleiadian text, right? And I was like, oh, this resonates with me. And then I was interested in all the star seeds. So I found a book or what that had all the star seeds in it. And I was like, no, I resonate the most with these guys. <laughs> but like, and so I think it's really important to trust that even those little things where you're like, oh, like I was more curious when she was talking about Andromeda than I was when they mentioned the Pleiades or wow, like I've always had like a weird thing about Archangel Gabriel or 
wow, I feel so even like, I really feel like connected to like foxes right now, right? Or birds, right? Like these little like just natural pushes, right? I think are also our spirit team revealing themselves or opening themselves us for up for us to connect deeper. And again, I think, you know, I love that you're talking about this because one of the biggest things, and you know, you know me, but then like, also like you all know me who are listening, like professionally, like I am such, I'm like such an advocate for meditation. And I know like everyone wants to skip meditation, but like that, I really think that that, like when I've done similar things, like what you just mentioned, right. Where you're in a moment, maybe you're researching something, maybe you're just watching something, maybe you're randomly reading something, you know, there are times when I'll be sitting at a cafe and like a particular bird will sit on the opposite chair. Right. And I just like have a feeling, right. (laughs) Where I'm like, this bird is here to (laughs) say something. right? (laughs) Okay. So do you want it to, okay. Can we just tell a quick story about that real quick? Yeah. Okay. So my dad's dad, my grandpa, John, he passed away before both my brother and I were born. I have an older brother. And one day I was in the shower. Um, No. Okay. Let's go back even further. One day I was talking to one of my friends who was starting her mediumship practice because she had known she had this gift and she wanted to, you know, start fine tuning. And she was like, um, describing him and I was like this is so she told me he was a fighter pilot and um she was like I'm feeling like I'm literally crashing a plane like and but it's like skidding and I was like I don't know and then I knew he was a fighter pilot anyways she said so much stuff I went and asked my dad later because my dad doesn't talk about his dad too frequently and he was like oh yeah he was behind enemy lines in Vietnam and crashed a plane and I was like okay whoa so she was definitely picking up on grandpa John I felt so guilty because I had never thought to connect with him just because I had never met him. It just never like crossed my mind. So now that happened probably two years before this next experience. I'm in the shower and a moth lands on the window. And I was like, I have no idea why, just to your point with the bird. I was like, that's Grandpa John. And I was like, uh, what? Like, a moth, like I don't, it wasn't a particularly beautiful moth. It was just a normal little gray brown moth. And I was like, okay, this is weird, like, but whatever. And then this, not saying moth, but moths kept appearing. And I, and it, this was when I was going through a lot of PTSD work, which actually is what really connected me with my spiritual team was a traumatic experience. Um, and I was working through that in therapy as well as in, you know, through healing modalities, et cetera. And I knew for some reason that grandpa John was my protector. And one of my triggers was being alone in the shower. And when this moth came, I was like, okay, this is grandpa John. He is my protector. So I continued like believing this. And one day, probably like seven or eight months after the first moth encounter, I mentioned to my dad and my dad is not into any of this. Like he will listen to me, but he's not like into it. It's like, dad, I think grandpa John is coming to me as a moth. And he was like, okay. And I was like, okay. And then we carried on about two weeks after that. My dad calls me and he goes, you won't believe what I just found. I was like, what? And he found this little um, pin, like a brooch. And it's in the shape of a hat And it said moth on it, M-O-T-H, which stands for, um, I think, I don't remember the, it's men or 
something, oh, men of tin hats or something. I think it's men of tin hats or the order of tin hats, something like that. But it was my grandpa's from the army, the men of tin hats, which spells out moth. And I was like, I told you, dad, like I'm telling you, he's coming to me as a moth. And ever since then, now he comes to my dad as a moth. And the day, the day I brought my daughter home from the hospital, I went to go close the curtains and there was the most magnificent, I have chills. There was the most magnificent moth on the curtain. I, this is within three and a half minutes of arriving home from the hospital with her. And I took a picture and I sent it to my dad. I was like, grandpa John is here with her as her protector, as my protector. Like it's so incredible. If you are open to spirit, how they will communicate with you and not only receiving, right, the bird, the moth, but also once you define that with them, your spiritual team will continue communicating with you through them. So creating your spiritual dictionary is how, you know, our teams are more able to communicate with us. So now if you say, let's say I totally made that up, that Grandpa John was moth. I don't think I did because it's too crazy. (laughs) But let's say I totally made it up. Or for example, my grandmother, she comes to me as a hummingbird. But now that I've told her like, oh, there's Gran, I call her Gran, there's Gran. She now knows, oh, if I ever need to communicate with Francis, I need to work with the birds and send the hummingbird through. And so they will communicate with you how you communicate with them. And I think people forget with spiritual teams that this is a two-way relationship. So as much as they're communicating with us, we have to talk back in whatever way you want to. Because that's how you start to form trust, build the relationship, and learn how they communicate with you. And they learn how you want to be communicated with so they can actually start that um, that sense of support so you can hear them. Oh, my God. I, I have so many stories, too. Can we do another one where it's just all the stories? We're just like stories of, like, talk, connecting to spirits and guides. Um, yes, for sure. But this is, it's so, it's so true. It's so important. And I feel like, okay, I'll do two quickie stories. One was around my guide. So when I first started, so we're like, we're going back almost a decade now and, or over a decade. And so I'm like living in the East village. We have this like cute little courtyard area with like a cafe in it, like in my building. And so I would go there and do work. And I was in that, just that phase of my spiritual journey where I was like, okay, like, I want to connect you guys. I want to know, I want to know your names. You know, I was like, you know, doing that thing. And so I went to, I had a woman who used to do a dousing work with me and like clear my energy and all that stuff. And so I mostly went to her for like energetic maintenance or whatnot. And I just connected with her. And all of a sudden, one of our sessions, she's like, oh, three of your guides want to let you know who they are. They said that you've been like antsy. <laughs> and so she gives me these three names. And I was like, okay, well, can you tell them like, I would like to like, I want to like, kind of know when they're, you know, when they're around or whatever, I can see them. And she's like, well, you know, you're talking to them. So they hear you and, <laughs> um, and we'll see, right? And then I literally go down right after it and I'm sitting in my same little chair that I always sit out outside at this cafe and like three little birds come 
and they sit on the chair, like the chairs, like in my little table. Right. And I'm like, no, no, but they like stayed with me the entire time while I was working. And eventually I was like, okay. Um, so I was pretty convinced, but then literally every single day when I went there and I worked, all three of them would show up and hang out with me. And like to this day, when I see three birds, I'm like, okay, hi. (laughs) But it is, it's like those moments of like, one, I think asking for it, like putting it out there with my grandma, it was really hard because dealing with that loss was so intense. And so I had got a lot of like really powerful signs right away because we had a really powerful connection. And even like, I felt like I guided her leaving her body. Um, But there was still like this little seed of doubt. And then I just randomly talked to one of my girlfriends who had her friend, her father pass away. And she had done a bunch of research on this for like years because she passed away when she was younger. And she was like, oh, you know, one of the really cool things is that spirit can talk through electricity. And so I was like, oh, that would be something that would be like undeniable, right? Like I could translate a flower or a bird, but like electricity, making like electricity move. And so I remember I was like, I was up in the the desert on this like retreat and I was nervous that night. I was by myself in this like little like cabin thing and the I only had the one like little night light on and I'm like, okay, grandma, if you're here, make the light flicker. <laughs> and the first thing I hear was like, Cass, it's gonna scare the shit out of you. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, you're right. And I kind of like let it go and I go to bed. And then the next night I had been doing some journaling and all that stuff. And I was actually writing an Instagram post about her and just like was in a really good peaceful place about like how I've grown and all of that stuff. And as I'm like almost like finishing with the post, the lights start flickering. And I was just like, and I was like, she waited until she knew that like I was in a space, try to be able to receive it and not be like freaked out for the rest of the night. Um, and then since then she like, I'll go into stores and like, uh, like there'll be one, like the light that I'm by will flicker. Um, or like my one, uh, literally I was like alone in my, uh, master bathroom and the closet is connected and the, the closet lights, which are normally like on, normally like whatever were like intensely flashing the other day and I was like but but yeah there's just it's just I think it it, life can be so magical if you just open yourself up to it being magical and I think that you know for me the like electricity example is an example of like if there's something that you feel that you feel like for you is going to be more clear or more sturdy. Like, don't be afraid to ask for that. Right. Or for me, one of the other things I did, like after that woman told me about the names of my guides, I was like, okay, if it's true, I want to see your name at least three times this week. (laughs) I mean, my guides probably think I'm the most annoying person ever. (laughs) 
like this one. But but I think that's all part of the journey and it's like a relationship, right? It's like you building that relationship. A hundred percent. And I think too with it, it is. It's I always tell people with their guides, like, if you want to connect, try to surrender the who, but ask them. And it's not doubting, it's building trust. So can you please show me a yellow butterfly or a whatever it is, if you're here? I just need to know that you're here. They know you're human. They understand your brain, right? And so it's really, don't feel that guilt asking. And like, just see if you can surrender that ego space of this is weird. I'm weird. Like what's happening and just open. And I think we've talked a lot about, you know, spirit people that have passed over because yes, they very much are and can be a part of our spiritual teams. But we also have members of our spiritual teams that are not family members that are archangels that are goddesses or gods that are um, deities that are uh, star seeds as we talked about a little bit that are animals or um, you know so often in Reiki sessions animals come through and I'm like what the heck I remember one a couple weeks ago and for some reason I didn't even know I knew what this animal looked like a platypus. I'm like, that's a platypus. We need to look up the spiritual significance of a platypus. And it literally was exactly what the reading was about for this person. And so I think just being open to receiving that and, um, and the acceptance of it, because once you accept, like my team is there, I'm the, I don't know who they are. I don't know what, I don't know. I don't know, but I can feel and start building that trust, I think that's really where it comes through. And I think education, not in terms of like, this is exactly how you connect with spirit. I think education of like, who slash what is there is really important. Um, You know, I remember once Goddess Athena was coming through and the way that she came through for me was name repetition. A girl that I had gone to elementary school with randomly was with a girl that I went to uh, high school with and my high school friend called me. She's like, Oh my gosh, I'm with Athena. I was like, that's so weird. And then the next day I'm walking around the neighborhood and there's two dogs, Atlas and Athena. And I'm like, okay, there's Athena again. That's weird. And then she came up a third time and I was like, all right, goddess Athena is here. But had I not known that Athena was a goddess, I probably wouldn't have put those pieces together. So that's, I think, going back to the very beginning of our conversation, like the curiosity piece is really important. Um, This happens a lot with ancient Egypt. If you have ancient Egypt connections, Cleopatra, Isis, those two will come through for you so strongly if you learn about them. Remember, they are... well, Isis deity, and then Cleopatra was a queen. So we also have to like respect them for the energy that they are and who they are. And like learning about them shows respect. And then they will come back. Goddess Oshun is also very similar where she's like, I'm a powerful badass. Like you need to respect me before you can work with me. Pele, same thing. So I think that for anyone like who wants to learn about spiritual teams, Well, number one, your guides. So specifically your guides, usually those are the ones that are a little bit more unknown because I don't even know. I mean, maybe, maybe you have had more of a connection here, but for me, my guides are, um, either like faceless energies or more of an energetic 
feeling. Like I see an outline of a person, but I don't see them, but I know it's them. And then in addition to guides who I think are very much the doers in our spiritual teams, like they actually help make things happen and co-create with us. Angels for me, I feel are more like telling, it's kind of like a company, like our guides are the doers and we're the company everyone's working for angels and goddesses um, and gods and deities. They're kind of more of like the higher level. And then CEO is God universe and everyone is working for us, but we also have to be an active participant in that company. Otherwise nothing, you know, so. Well, that, that actually, so one of the things that, um, I've done, which I do believe if I'm correct, exists in divinely design your life in the meditation section for anyone who's listening, (laughs) um, is like a spiritual board meeting for me. Like one of my things is like inner vision. So I'm very visual when I connect. And so there's sometimes Usually it's not as formal as this, my connecting, but every once in a while when there's like a big decision on the docket or I'm like feeling like at a crossroads or I really want advice, you know, whether it's about like business or life or whatever, I'll hold a spiritual board board meeting (laughs) where I like go in my meditation and I literally see this like long marble table kind of in the clouds and I call everyone in and I just like see who shows up. So I'm like sitting at the head of the table And then when I do that, more so than like in like the day-to-day or regular when I'm connecting sometimes, then I like really see them, right? As they pop in. And sometimes it'll be people like, like I have guides that are not like if I, like one of my guides names is Tomas, right? You couldn't like Google him. Nobody would know who he is. I have a theory that I think he incarnated as my fish for one time and then is now my guide. Um, that just like really felt like after my head of this fish called Terminator, which I would call T and, um, he lived seven years. He was this like really long living goldfish. And I was, he was like a baby to me. And then after he passed away, I like always like felt his energy, like over my shoulder. And then anyway, and then I connected like, and then this guy Tomas came and I was like, I feel like it's the same energy. Um, But anyway, so there'll be like people like that where I'm like, okay, like there's a woman there or there's someone that's appearing like a man or there is a being that is like you were saying, like pink and blue. And I don't know what that is, but welcome, you know, (laughs) and, and then I'll kind of, you know, see the, see the roll call. And for me, when I do that, it's always kind of shifting depending on like, there'll be some like staples, but there'll be a lot of shifting as well. Um, But I think you know, one of the biggest uh, things that you you mentioned and, and I want to really hit home for people is that just taking the space to meditate, right? Like when you get that hit, when you're like watching the Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson special or whatever, and you get it, you hear like meditate or you're, maybe you are, maybe you, like for me, I was also like very early on in my spiritual journey had a lot of Cleopatra flashbacks kind of come through and so for me I was just like okay like let me like it was great that like some things were coming just as it was going but then you also have the power to say okay I've really like 
let me, like, I love what you said. Let me even watch like the Elizabeth Taylor Cleopatra movie, right? Let me read um, Shakespeare's Anthony and Cleopatra, right? Whatever it is, like to like kind of get into that energy and then sit down and meditate and call her in, right? And just say, hey, like I'm open and I'm here. And maybe you just start, maybe when you start, you're just like visualizing the image of Elizabeth Taylor, right? But you're holding that energy. and and being in that kind of just open, patient, receptive, surrendered space, you know, something will something will come through. Yeah. And I think that with that word meditate can be so intimidating to some people. But in terms of this, there's obviously many, many types of meditation. But for me, with this, meditate means get quiet and listen and turn inward and upward and just see what comes through and then trust it because we are masters of self-doubt in terms of that's crazy and we both said it about ourselves we're so self-deprecating it's like why we know this why are we why are we even self-deprecating we actually should stop that I'm going to commit to like stopping the that this is so crazy because it's not, again, this is like innate in who we are. And it's like, if we can just get quiet and listen and again, another very deep topic, but I would encourage everyone also to in that space of quiet, pay attention to how you receive. Um, because we obviously have, well, maybe not so obviously the four clairs. So clairvoyance, cognizance, audience, and sentience, which is Uh, the clear knowing, clear seeing, clear hearing, clear feeling. Um, And so the way that things come through, maybe again, for you, like you're visual, I'm also quite visual. I'm also very clear cognizant. So things just feel like thoughts to me, but they like bring me peace. Um, When I'm in Reiki sessions or tarot sessions, I will physically feel people's energy. So if someone's experiencing anxiety in their chest and throat, I'm like, Ooh, I'm hitting this here. Or if they're having stomach pain, I'm like, Oh, my stomach hurts. Like you can feel it. Clear audience ringing in the ears. A lot of clear audience people also receive through music, through, um, birds, actually animals getting really loud around them when they're having that download. Um, So all kinds of stuff that takes time to navigate and to not just write off as like, oh, I'm just having the shivers. Like, I think I've said maybe three times here, like, oh, I'm getting the chills. For me, that is a clairsentient visceral reaction or rather a response to a download or to a yes from my spiritual team or to a confirmation. So I think it really is about getting, giving yourself the space to tune into your body, your clairs, your channel, your mind, all of it um, to learn how you receive and then ask your spiritual team, right? You can also say, Hey, if this is accurate, could you send me chills, please? And like, watch how your body responds or, Hey, if this is accurate, could you have my right ear buzz? Or some people have buzzing in the ears all the time. I'm like, babe, just ask them to give it to you a different way. Like tell them that the ear buzzing is too much for you. Ask for it through a light flicker. Like you mentioned, like we can work with our team. They are trying to communicate with us and help us, but 
they also need a little bit of direction if it's not working for us or if we're not receiving it in the way that's actually going to resonate. So it really is a two-way relationship. And I want to stress that number one, it goes both ways. And number two, you can communicate by being alive. You are a channel of spirit. And whether you know you have a spiritual team or not, you do. You don't need to know exactly who is there. Just be open to receiving from them. And if that's really hard for you to trust, which I'm right there with you in the beginning, ask for those signs, ask for that confirmation because they want you to feel them and to hear them because what a beautiful gift it is to live in that connection and, and never, it's not never feel alone, but maybe always feel supported, even in the darkest times. It's like, all right, well, Mother Mary's cradling me or whoever it is for you. And you're just like, thank you. And then being able to call upon them or again, the knowledge of the archangels, right? When I'm sick, Archangel Raphael, can you please come help heal me? Right. Or when I'm feeling scared, Archangel Michael, the great protector, can you come help me? Or if I'm feeling like I want to spice things up in my sex life, I call upon Athena. I'm like, Hey, goddess of love, come like help me open my heart, you know? Um, so I think yeah, knowing how you receive in addition to following the curiosity is a really beautiful gateway to start that connection because um, it can be really overwhelming. We're accessing the infinite. So we do need some, we're, we're human. We need some grounded um, framework. And I guess that would be my last piece of guidance is always make sure you're regrounding your energy. Because it's amazing to be connected with spirit. But if we don't come back into our humanness, things can get really tricky and feel really overwhelming and actually feel really isolating in your day-to-day -day life because we're not meant to live in the ethers all the time. We can access, but we need to be human because we incarnated as humans on earth, maybe in past lifetimes or future lifetimes, which that piece of your soul can also be a part of your spiritual team. But that's where we can be other places right now. It's like, we are here and we are human. And I think that there's a big responsibility to embrace what our soul chose to be, um, gaining insight and support from spirit, but applying that to our human self and not trying to escape that. Yeah. I, that was definitely something I fell into for a minute in the beginning was like, once I like really started connecting and like tapping into all this, this, I was just like, I don't want to be on earth. Earth is so boring. This is so much more fun. Like, what am I doing? And, um, yes, it's a very important note. And I love that you brought up a couple of things of confirmation. I think some of the like basic confirmation, Formations or like maybe the starter ones that I feel like most of us understand are the shivers. Like when you literally get the tingles about something like that is confirmation um, that you're um, hearing truth or that you can trust that. And then also that feeling of peace, yeah. um, like just that feeling of peace, like when you're, yeah, it's just a different feeling. But I love that you said I think confirmation is so important in the beginning. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, you can do is even one of the things that I do sometimes, but did way more in the beginning when I like really needed confirmation. Now I just do it so I have it. But sometimes I'll just voice memo myself as things come through and like just like channel it out. Because in the moment when you're actually saying it out loud, there can be part of you that's like, 
is it me or is it them? Like whatever. But then when you listen to it, you're like, that's not me. <laughs> and you're like, oh, that was such good insight. Like yes. that come from me. Cause I was clearly confused about this thing. And damn, that was some good advice. Like I need to listen to whoever, whatever was coming through. Also, you will never remember it. Always, yeah. always, 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 you're going to be like, that was a life-changing download. There's no way I can forget it. And two seconds later, you're like, damn it. I Life-changing downloads. Like, please come back. Always record it or write it down. Oh my God. When I first started going to the records, I would literally have my recorder on my chest like this. And I'd be like, leg down. And I would just like, art- and it was just me. Like, I'm not even going for anyone else, right? And I'm just like, I'd be like, okay, I see this. And now I'm looking at this. And now we're down a hallway. And now this person has a hood on. And now... <laughs> And I would just narrate the whole thing because it would be the craziest thing. Like I would be so present for the whole thing. And then, like you said, it'd be five minutes later and I wouldn't remember 90% of it. And then I would listen to it and be like, as soon as I listened to it, I, you know, it like affirmed experiencing it, but it was also just like, oh, wow yeah that was definitely not me so that and channel journaling also has been really helpful because I think the same thing like when you just like channel journal I notice my handwriting even changes um and then when you read it back like you'll notice that if you're channeling with a specific like you can just channel with your obviously your guides or whoever but like I sometimes I channel with my grandma and like the cadence in the writing is almost just like hers. Or if I'm channeling, like you say, like with like Athena, right? It's like just a different way of speaking. I would just say that I clearly like would not have had the mental energy to like make up on the spot. <laughs> like that happens in Reiki and tarot sessions too. Sometimes I have to put pause. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't yelling at you. It's just your spiritual team is really being really strict with you about this. Or sometimes I'll be like whispering. And I'm like, I really hope that you can hear me, but your team is just being super peaceful right now. Cause this is the energy that they want or some, it's like, they will change. And that is also, yeah, to your point, like sometimes you can know who it is, like who it is, you know, like Aphrodite coming in with this really beautiful, like loving energy, Athena, this like loving warrior. And like, it's very, um, yeah, the cadence or your handwriting, or, you know, some people channel like very specific spirits. There's this book called I've been dying to tell you. And this person literally channels like people, uh, uh, like, um, oh my gosh, what is the word? Famous people who have died, like Marilyn Monroe and stuff like that. Cause everyone has their own little fine tuned way of connecting. So it is very interesting how they come through. And I think that's another thing that comes with practice is just like being open. That's the, that's, that's the core here, being open to receiving, <laughs> trusting, right? Like that's pretty much everything we're talking about is just like, be open to receiving and trust it. And if you're ever scared and, or actually every time I'm a big believer in protecting your energy, no matter what you can do that through a white light visualization. I have a little prayer. I say every single time, um, unless it's like a channel coming through in the day or whatever, but if I'm actively going into something, it's, I work in the light and the highest for my greatest good and deepest healing and understanding. And that is the boundary that only the energy in the highest vibration or in the high vibration that is meant to serve me for my highest good can come through and nothing else can touch me because spirit has to respect boundaries. I love that. I love that. 
And oh my God, I feel like we could talk forever. But I want to, before we end, I really want to talk about tarot because, well, one, not only do you, you know, you're a Reiki master and you do these beautiful sessions that I'm obsessed with, but you also do tarot sessions. You have an incredible tarot deck, which anyone that's followed me on Instagram, you've seen beautiful gold and white. I love it because very much fitting with my aesthetic. Um, and it's always so spot on. Um, I, I just, yeah, I bring it whenever I'm traveling with people and they're always like, well, like I convert people through your deck. Um, (laughs) and one of the things that I'm curious to hear your, your take on this, because one of the things that I think, um, I recommend sometimes I think it'd be helpful is whether it's um, tarot or even just like goddess cards or angel or angel cards, oracle cards of some sort. Um, like one of the the things that I used early on to help me like connect more was also I had like a goddess deck and an angel deck. And so I would pull a goddess card and just like ask who wants to connect, right? And then I would just meditate on whoever came through and whatever their message was. And I kind of used it in a way to just like, quote unquote, meet people, right? <laughs> like get to know and like see what came forth. So, but then I feel like um, tarot, whenever I do it, I always feel like that I'm just like, I use it as a very, a way for my guides to give me like very direct messages when I feel like I want like extra confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think all of the tools are valuable in their own way. You know, some people might feel really drawn to Oracle cards or goddess cards or angel cards. Some people really drawn to tarot. When I was actually creating this tarot deck, it was because I loved Oracle cards. I love that it came with that guidebook that was really supportive guidance. And so this tarot deck um, is similar to working with Oracle cards. However, it's rooted in the sacred definitions of the tarot cards. And I think that it's important to find a deck or a tool that you really resonate with. Um, because yes, it's it's simply a way for your spiritual team to communicate with you. Um, but tarot, as you mentioned, is really wonderful because you can ask specific questions and you can receive specific guidance. Um, and it's, uh, uh, yeah, again, it's just like a tool to connect. Um, and if you are in the beginning of your journey or, or not, you know, if you, if you've worked with cards forever, you know how it works, but if you are in the beginning of your journey and you're like, I, you know, sitting down to meditate and like trying to hear a voice like I, what like it can feel so overwhelming so i think working with a deck can be so helpful because it will give you that tangible guidance and um you know with oracle cards they often or most of them come with the guidebook again with this tarot card deck for noble tarot it comes with the guidebook so you can actually receive without the sounds kind of not not great but like receive without doing as much of the work and then you start to learn how to work with the deck and how to receive in addition to what's in the card deck so for example really quickly let's say you pull um i don't know 
ace of cups and you're like in the very beginning you're like okay what does this card mean I have no idea you go to the book and you see that it's about new beginnings and hope and joy and overflow of happiness and you're like oh my gosh that's everything that I've been wanting to hear so you get that confirmation as you continue working with this deck, you're going to look at Ace of Cups. You're already going to kind of know what it means from working with the deck, but then you're also going to be looking at this image and you're going to say, oh, wow, I've never noticed how in my deck there's a dove. I've never noticed how this dove is flying through the water. And that's really making me feel like I need to kind of dive in. Like I really need to dive into what's going on in my life right now. That's a channeled message that you received through this tool in addition to what the what the cards mean, they become a way of communication for your spiritual team. So I think that having that tangible tool is a really helpful, um, not only, you know, thing for beginners to use, but also for those of us who are also even in this work and we're like, I don't, I can't channel one more second today. Like I've been channeling all day. My channel's been open. I'm tired. Like I just, I need my team to just tell me what they need to tell me. I'm going to work with this deck. Bing, bang, boom. Thank you, spirit. And like receive what you need to receive. Did that answer your question? Yeah. No, I, I feel the same way. Like, I think it, no matter where you are, it can be, it can be a great tool. And I just think, you know, the, yeah, I think, you know, for me, I like, I like all of it. I like all of it dancing together because I think, you know, when I love doing when I'm gathering or with I'm when I'm with like other people like pulling cards, because I think that's so fun. And especially if you're, you know, in a, a sacred group and, you know, you can trust everyone to kind of like bounce off and be like, oh, I'm kind of getting this. And I don't know if that resonates with you, but like, that's kind of what I saw from that. Right. And I don't know, I just think it's fun. And it's another way for us to keep honing that muscle and, and all the different ways. And like the same way that you would look at, you know, whether it's the tarot cards or even the, um, like angel cards or goddess cards. Like, I love that. Like, look at the picture, like what comes to you and you just like, look at the picture of whatever it is, because there's a whole different message in that. And you could get the same card at like two different times in your life and see something different in that photo, you know? And it's just allowing your allowing that medium, and I think um, it's a great it's a great thing. And then even with that, you can again, like we were saying, ask for the confirmation, right? Like when you pull a card and you read a message, like do you get tingles? Do you feel peace? Does it feel like a warm blanket or whatever it is for you? You know, like it's just more ways for us to kind of like build that muscle. Yeah. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Let spirit communicate with you how spirit wants to communicate with you. <laughs> exactly. Allowing and trusting. Set your boundaries. Set your healthy boundaries. But besides that, like, open and receive and trust. And like, you are not crazy. You are a channel. That is like the one thing I just want everyone to. Yes. Like you got this because it's your innate divine right and divine design to connect. That's what we do. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. You're not crazy. You're a channel. And I love what you said earlier about like the radio dial. I feel like that's the best way to think about it is that like we're just living on a certain frequency right now, but there are so many other frequencies out there that 
we have the ability to tap into and all of us do. And it's just a matter of one, caring enough and desiring to tap into them, right? And then really, you know, allowing yourself to attune and and open and receive and, you know, listen in different ways um, to something that's maybe not your programming or your societal, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) All right, Francis, is there any last parting words you want to share with the listeners? think it's just follow the curiosity and start small and again trust yourself I mean it is um this is a journey and it takes time no one wakes up overnight like fully connected and it's yeah it's really about um yeah one step at a time follow the breadcrumbs and there's a reason that you're interested in certain things they might not even be spiritual like you might feel like you're called to go take an art class and in that art class it's going to expose you to anything else so just follow those breadcrumbs. And um, yeah, if you ever have any questions, I'm always here. Cass is always here. So let us know. And if you have stories, let us know. Yeah, we want to know the stories. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Ask us the questions too. Um, but before I let you go, can you just tell everyone a little bit about your offerings? And we're going to put all the links below so they can check out your website, check out your Instagram, if they want to check out your gorgeous deck or book a session with you. But you want to just give a little overview for everyone? Sure. Thank you. Um, so first things first, every Monday on YouTube, I do tarot reading for the collective. So um, I connect with my team and then everyone who is there, I connect with all of your spiritual teams. So that's every Monday on YouTube. And I would love to welcome you to that community. Welcome your spiritual teams to that community. Um, and you can get to my YouTube through my Instagram or my website. My Instagram is for F-O-U-R dot noble, N-O-B-L-E dot healing. And And yeah, we have, you know, our monthly, I mean, our weekly YouTube uh, tarot card readings. I share a lot of like tips and tricks and all kinds of stuff on Instagram. All the good stuff is also on my website. So if you want to work one-on-one, I offer tarot sessions, Reiki sessions, combination sessions, child um, Reiki sessions, which is great for children who either can't speak yet because they are babies or are struggling to express themselves um, because they don't have the emotional intelligence yet or whatever it may be. Um, And then I have a few online courses, four to be exact, um, and those are all self-paced online courses. I run a mentorship program once or twice a year. And then I have the Four Noble Tarot deck. Um, If you purchase that deck, you also get access to my Intro to Tarot online course, um, completely free. So that helps you to start learning how to work with the deck um, in a in a more intuitive way, kind of like what we were talking about today. So I think that's all the things. Um, but again, Instagram and YouTube, those are the places you're going to find, find all the updates and all the good stuff. I will put all the links below. So wherever you're listening to this, whether you're watching it on YouTube or you're listening somewhere, wherever podcasts are listened to, there'll be some links below. But one last thing I'm going <laughs> to... So for someone that's like, okay... I want a session, but I don't know, like, do I do the Reiki or do I do tarot? What would you like discern for them for someone that maybe has never had either? Yeah, that's a great question. So tarot is great for people. I always say tarot kind of goes backwards to now. 
and excuse me, Reiki goes backwards to now and then tarot goes now forwards. So I don't necessarily consider myself a fortune teller because I believe we all have free will and you can create your own life and your own destiny. But tarot is really great for navigating a sticky situation or wanting to do like an energetic check-in, um, like what's going on? What do I need to be mindful of? Tarot is much more also interactive between the two of us. So you can ask questions. I ask your spiritual team through the cards. They communicate with you through the spirit, through the, through the cards. Um, Reiki is really great for kind of like energetic cleanup and maintenance. So if you have some, as we all have some sticky situations from your past, be it huge traumatic things or just little like daily micro traumas that happen. Reiki is really great at clearing that up. We always do a chakra alignment. I work very intently along the chakra line because so much more energy is stored in those seven main chakras, but we have hundreds of chakras all over our body. So always checking in there. Um, so yeah, Reiki is really good for more of a, I don't want to say physical, but like an energetic check-in as well as deep, deep healing of the energy, the mind, the soul self, because we go in and anything that your spiritual team is ready to share with you um, in terms of what you need to release, how to heal, um, you know, physically, emotionally, etc. that all comes up and out in Reiki. And as Cass mentioned earlier, um, the whole thing is recorded for you. So you get the recording and you can hear how your energy moved, what crystals were used, what messages came through, action steps from your spiritual team, who was on your spiritual team, if they decide to come forward, etc. So yeah, Reiki is great for, I guess, like what has happened, including past lives up until now. And then tarot is great at navigating more of like the human stuff going on and how to create that alignment moving forward. Yeah, for sure. And one of the things with the Reiki that I love is that since it's distance, I, you send like uh, some healing frequency for us to meditate with while you're doing it. And oftentimes I will get certain visuals or certain feelings or certain activations in different areas and then get the confirmation after the session, like, you know, an hour later or whatnot, when I'm listening to the recording. Um, so I always find that really fun. And for me, I think that yeah, you guys probably know what tarot um, is on that level and you can ask questions and stuff. But for me, when I'm doing the Reiki session with you, for me, it feels like almost like an energetic um, massage. And I don't like, it's like a massage and it's like a checkup. And it's like, I, I feel like it's like deep energetic self-care um, of just, there's a lot that I feel like I know all of us are capable of doing incredible things with our own energy. And I do a ton of things for myself, but um, I find that like, it's like getting a tune up, right. And getting like an outside perspective. And there's always so many interesting insights that come through. So thanks for, thanks for sharing all of this. Oh my God. I could talk to you forever. We'll probably have to have you on again. And maybe we'll just like, we'll be like aliens and goddesses or something. We just talk. I love it. Sign me up. And thank you so much for having me. And yeah, such an honor to connect with your beautiful community and yeah, hopefully we can chat again soon or people who are listening can let us know what they, what they want to hear, what we can talk about next. Absolutely. You guys comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube, respond in the comments. If you're listening to this podcast, leave us a review or you can hit either of us up on Instagram. Um, we love hearing from you. Uh, definitely screenshot it. Let us know like 
what you're excited about in this episode and, and let us know when you're pulling your own cards or doing your practices or you see a bird or the electricity is flickering. <laughs> you want to know. Thank you guys so much for listening. And don't forget, if you want to get 10% off of Francis's beautiful tarot deck or any of her online courses, just use code Cassandra. I'll put all the links below.